الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على خاتم الأنبياء أشرف المرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى has blessed us with the greatest bounty that anybody can ever get which is the bounty of Islam the bounty of Iman the bounty of the Sunnah being from those who know the purpose of life being from those who know why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us being from those that know where we came from and where we're headed these are things that are immeasurable by money you know you could have somebody who's a billionaire and, and could have you know whatever uh, you know Bugatti Sharans or whatever cars and things but if they don't know what they're on earth for what's the point Someday that car will get old. Someday that good-looking wife will no longer be there. You know, someday that handsome husband for a woman may not be so handsome anymore. Someday that house will look old and nasty. Someday that, you know, bling of being popular will, will be worn out. None of that lasts forever. And none of that can bring true contentment. That's why if you look at depression, if you look at drug abuse, if you look at overdose, it's higher in the richer and the most popular. Like if you look at Hollywood actors, if you look at rappers, if you look at movie stars, you see all these people, you will find even higher than average rates of overdosing and all these kinds of insanity. Why? Because that's something that people think will bring them contentment. You know, people strive, you know, I, wanna, I just want to break in the industry, I want to get on TikTok, I want to be a makeup model, I want to be whatever this, uh, I mean women, right? Don't get carried away here, guys, right? So people think as if that's going to bring them contentment. And as somebody works hard, they're, they're you know, comedians, they, like, like, you know, Brother David Chappelle, whatever, you know, it's not easy. It takes years and years of going and little stages and traveling and, Eight months out of the year, you're on tour and getting tomatoes thrown at you. And maybe 10, 15, 20 years later, you get your big break. And you get your network, you know, Netflix special. And you think, that's it. This is going to make me happy. And when they get there, and they realize that it didn't make them happy. It didn't fill that void. It didn't give them that tranquility of the heart. Then they realize that that's not what it's about. And then they start turning to drugs alcohol, you know, all kinds of other lifestyle choices that lead them to an early grave. I mean, of course, Allah has written death for everybody at their time. But in the sense that they, many of them, like there was a famous singer named Kurt Cobain from a, a brand called Nirvana. It's kind of a little outdated nowadays. But he was super popular. I was traveling around the different Muslim countries at the time and people in Muslim land, and he would have his posters, girls, you know, and I was shocked, this guy, how people over there were idolizing him. But then he took a shotgun and blew his own brains out. Right? Chris Farley, you know, the funny comedian from back in the days. OD. You know. Look at so many. It's too numerous to count. Why? Because the contentment is not in that. It is in the dhikr of Allah. It is in the remembrance of Allah. It is when you wake up in the night and you make that wudu and nobody sees you. And you get up and you make those raka'atain, the two raka'ah, and you have a proper connection with Allah in it. And afterwards you make your dua, 
and you cry and you and you and you feel that guidance this this is what you're all about and this dunya it always be a struggle today alhamdulillah we were at the white house earlier some of you brothers were with us and and we were giving da'wah out there and alhamdulillah and by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we had three people become Muslim today that was weak I thought this was the east coast man earlier when Sneeko was on y'all were loud what happened three people became Muslim there you go alhamdulillah and he one of them he was saying something he was from Baltimore originally the brother was saying something strange when he was walking away he said you know my whole life I knew this was the truth I didn't know Islam but I knew there was only one creator. Because my whole life going to church, I never could understand that this man that they draw hanging on, on the wall is God. He said, my whole life, it didn't make sense to me, but I always had this struggle. And he said, only today have I come to feel the contentment of my heart. And that's a powerful words. And when you think about it, that is amazing. Even if one person becomes Muslim, this is something amazing. This is something that, you know, you can't buy something like that. And think about going through this struggle of life. And everybody struggles. Some people harder than others. Some people different than others. You know, we always get this question. You know, today there were some people at the, at the, in front of the White House that were asking the same. They said, you know, what about a child that's born with leukemia and you know I go through all this pain how could a loving God do that what people forget is this life isn't meant forever this is the test and how long will that test last depends on the person some some children die and they're five days old and people think that's horrible but it's not because that means at a five days of age they were successful they passed their test finished you know imagine if you're at the university and you're struggling, I think you guys just had your finals, right? Uh, you're struggling and it's a two-hour final. It's got 200 questions and you're worried. And 10, 15 questions in, the prof professor comes in and says, you know what? You're done. You passed. Go. Don't worry about it. 4.0. You'd be jumping for joy. <laughs> and as we know, the child that dies under bulugh, I mean, from what we find from the hayt about Ibrahim salam, and so on, even from the household of the mushrikeen they'll be from the people of Jannah so if a child has a harsh childhood and dies that's not cruelty that's mercy that child will live an everlasting life in Jannah he made it but that's the point people don't get this life is a test this life is a test Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us alladhi khalaqa al-mawta wal-hayata liyabluakum Hmm? We created death and life to see which one of you puts forth the best deeds. Now, that perspective changes everything. That means you get COVID, alhamdulillah. You didn't get COVID, alhamdulillah. You made millions, alhamdulillah. You didn't make money, you're broke, alhamdulillah. Why? Because that's not the test. The test is, how's your iman? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us this. In the Quran, we see the stories of the Anbiya. Some of the Anbiya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with wealth. 
Like Suleiman he had a kingdom and an army like nobody before him or after him. Dhul Qarrain, for example, even though he's not a Nabi, but he's mentioned in the Quran, he ruled the earth. Dawood he had a kingdom, he was rich, he was wealthy. Right? Now, did wealth distract them? Does that mean they were bad? No. They became successful in their wealth. They used their wealth correctly, they used their power correctly, they, they were anbiya, they were people who promoted the da'wah. You look at the story of Sulaiman in the Hudhud, you know, he, he wanted everybody on earth to know about Allah and about Tawheed. So he used his wealth correctly, he was successful being rich. And then there were those that didn't have wealth from the Anbiya. You look at Musa alayhi salatu salam, and he, as many of the ulama mentioned that when he left Misr, he had no home. He would just be taking trees and tying them and staying there. And throughout his life, he was on the point of, of, of poverty. Right? But not having wealth, did it make him a failure? No, he's from the greatest Anbiya, the most mentioned prophet in the Quran. He is successful without wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives that example to us in the Sahaba. Many of the Sahaba were wealthy. And we have this misconception nowadays as if they were all broke. No. Uthman ibn Affan, Abdurrahman ibn Awf, anhum, they were successful. They were good in business, they were rich, they were wealthy. They would give away everything for Allah. Allah would bring it back to them more and more. And at the same time, they were successful in their religion. They gave for the sake of Allah. Many times throughout the life of Uthman ibn Affan radiyanhu, Rasulullah said, Uthman has earned Jannah by buying it. What does that mean? You can't buy Jannah. But he gave so much for the sake of Allah, like in Tabuk and so on, that he earned the mercy of Allah by sacrificing his wealth, by not caring about it. When he made Hijrah, when he bought that well, I mean, look at the seerah of Uthman ibn Affan radiyanhu, and you will see a successful model in, with wealth, but with Iman. And then you had the types of Abu Darda, radiallahu anhu, and others, Abu Huraira, yani, struggling, no wealth. Julaybib, radiallahu anhu, but they were successful without money. Because wealth is not the factor, Iman is. My respected brothers and sisters in Islam, alhamdulillah, we've come here, yani, uh, to the East Coast, to Virginia, to your city, as a reminder for ourselves. And even me and the Shaykh, when we speak, we first are reminding ourselves, but for all our brothers and sisters, that success is not measured by whether you get an invite to the White House, or whether you get an invite to conferences, or whether you get uh, invites to Congress or Senate or any of that. Success is Imsak bil kitabi wa sunnah. Success is holding firm to the Quran and the Sunnah and the way of the Salaf al Ummah. That's what success is. If Allah blesses you with wealth, Alhamdulillah, may Allah bless it for you and increase it for you. But be successful in your wealth like Dawood and Sulaiman and Uthman radiyanu, and Abdurrahman bin Awf and others. And if Allah is testing you, 
where, where, where you're struggling to make your rent, that doesn't mean you failed. That doesn't mean you succeeded either. That's not the factor. As long as you are holding on to the aqidah, to the belief of Islam, to your iman, if you have that connection with Allah, you're dedicating your time to the deen and to the da'wah, then you're successful even if you're homeless. And may Allah protect us all. Because you will be successful the way Musa السلام, was successful, the way Abu Hurairah was successful, the way Bilal radiyanhu and Khubayb radiyanhu were successful. You will be successful in those factors. And this is what Tariq has shown us. Today, we have an onslaught. And I'm going to be straight with you guys. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. We have an onslaught of deviancy that wants us to sacrifice the principles of our religion. And they tell us things that aren't true. They come and tell us from the member that if you stand, then people will think you weird. You know, if you stand on the haqq, if you stick to the sunnah, people will think of you as strange. And nobody will accept your da'wah. And you will not be a good representative. I get this all the time. All the time, I get people with, inshallah, good intent. that come to me and tell me, when you go to give da'wah, don't wear this thobe. We don't have this big beard. Trim it up. Get that little machine. Get a little goatee. Get a little tie, a pink tie. And get some pink socks. And some tight pants. And then the young people will listen to you. How many young faces do we have right here? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. How many? Alhamdulillah, last weekend we were in New York. In three days we had 30 shahada. In three days? There you go, right? Three days, 30 shahadas. Alhamdulillah. In the last two years, alhamdulillah, by the will of Allah and the, and the mercy of Allah, we've had more than 2,000. Way more now. In two years. Right? And alhamdulillah, as you have seen, alhamdulillah, online, some of the people like our brother Andrew Tate, and inshallah, yani you, will, you will find more news coming soon. Inshallah, don't worry. I know, but I can't talk about it yet. But we have other brothers. You've seen our brother Bobby from Bobby's perspective that I was in Thailand with. Alhamdulillah. You've seen our brother Sneeko today. And inshallah, many other people, young influencers, who people used to tell us that they won't even listen to you unless you change your religion, unless you try to adapt to fit in with them. Today, alhamdulillah, they're coming to Islam. And they're not coming to Islam through sellouts. They're not coming to Islam through guys in tight jeans and pink shirts. They're coming to Islam on the Quran and the Sunnah. Wallahi, wallahi, we don't need anybody. People need Islam. We don't need anybody. They need Islam. Islam is for their good. Alhamdulillah, today inshallah, we'll have uh, on Discord, we'll be with uh, our brother Sneeko inshallah. And there are some people online who are well-known influencers. And I'm not going to mention names, but inshallah you can figure it out. Uh, who you were, and you had time with debates with me. And you'll see them online. And now you're seeing them coming towards Islam. You will see them using the same verses that I used when I was speaking to this person about who's the one true God. Now the same person is saying, no, Jesus isn't God. Using the same verse. They're coming. Alhamdulillah. 
And with them, as when I was in Thailand with our brother Bobby, many people, as soon as he accepted Islam from his followers, one after they started accepting Islam. Islam will grow. It will reach every household. It will, no doubt. Why? Because Rasulullah told us. It will. We have no shak in what the Prophet tells us. But the question now gets to be, the question in front of us, are we going to be a part of that da'wah? Are we from those, you know, in Uhud, you know Uhud, the battle of Uhud, you know about the archers on the mountain, right? We know about those that, but you know there are those that stayed up there. Not all the archers came down. There are those that stayed and became shuhada. Now, you may think, okay, Uhud was a loss. But for those that stayed and fought and became shuhada, it was a win. It was a victory. It was a win. Why? Because they became shuhada, standing on what the Rasulullah said. They'll be in Jannah. To them, their test is over. So now the question comes to us. Islam will reach every household. But are we going to be a part of that da'wah? Are we going to sell out? Are we going to try to change shirk into not shirk? Are we going to try to adapt kafir holidays into our Islam? Are we going to go and dance at pride parades? And are we going to go out there and try to water down our Islam because we don't have the iman to stand on the Quran and Sunnah? Or are we going to be like, no, we're going to stand on the haqq and we have the help of Allah and we don't need anybody else. We're going to stand on the Quran. We're going to stand on what is established from Mustafa alayhi salatu salam. We're going to stand on what is the best generation the Salaf al-Salihin have shown us. United, together. And when we stand, then you will see others start following us. Rappers, actors, social influencers, politicians, you will see them entering the deen of Allah the worst enemies of Islam, the likes of Abu Sufyan and Ikram Abi Jahl, they became from the great heroes of Islam. And you will see that as well, inshallah. But now, my request, inshallah, for myself and all of you is to be active for the deen. Islam is not a spectator sport, you got to be a participant. Alhamdulillah, our Shaykh and our dear brother, Shaykh Karim Abu Zaid, may Allah protect him, who is taking many, many initiatives. Many initiatives. He's the one doing all the work. I just get to sit next to him. So, from them, his, we have set up a da'wah training in Toronto next weekend. We want to see all of you there. You're on the East Coast, you're not even that far. I'm coming all the way from, I'm going to fly back. I was here in New York, I flew back to San Diego. Wallahi, I wasn't home two days, I flew back here. And right when I get back, in two or three days after that, I'm flying to Toronto, right? So you guys are close. Get the information from a sheikh. Inshallah, uh, it's going to be at the masjid called the Salahuddin uh, Islamic, Center. Islamic Center in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. You can sign up. We're going to have three full days of da'wah training. Everybody always asks, how should I do da'wah? How should I respond? This is your opportunity. Come, sign up, learn. Take that knowledge and then implement it. Take that da'wah. Be from those that will be the means of this hidayah spreading. Because if you don't, Allah, Allah will bring somebody else. Allah's deen doesn't need me or you. People always talk about what if you get killed. So what? If I get killed, Allah, 10 more will step up. 
better than me. The deen of Allah is what makes us shine, not us. The deen of Allah makes us shine. It's not us that makes the deen shine. Remember that. Never think high of yourself. We are honored with Islam. We don't honor Islam. Islam is honored as it is. So, inshallah, with this, I'm going to leave you guys to our shaykh. But it's very important that we implement knowledge, action. Talks have to be followed up with action. This is your opportunity to come and learn how to do the da'wah and then take that to the streets, take that to your schools, your universities, your job places, and be the means of change. Who's ready? Hello, everybody. Allahu Akbar. إلا الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه أمهات المؤمنين وعلى من اتبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين إن شاء الله have like a half hour and then we'll take some questions afterwards until I share in the تعالى so I, I want to talk to you about the subject of Tawheed and Shirk because this is our da'wah. The da'wah of, of the prophets and the messengers is da'wah al-Tawheed, the call to monotheism. And like any other field, you got to know what you're calling people to. And we know that the kalima we're calling people to begins with the negation. La ilaha. So you have to understand what shirk is before you actually engage in tawheed. Shirk, brothers and sisters in Islam, if we have sisters, is the one sin that you don't want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment with. Anas narrates the hadith fi sunan al-imam al-tirmili sanadan sahih the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says yabna adam o son of adam law ataytani biqurab al-ardi khatai if you come to me on the day of judgment with earth filled with sins can you imagine that earth filled with sins but with one restriction, لا تشرك لي. No shirk. أتيتك بقرابها مغفرة. وهذا المعنى في القرآن. This meaning is in the Quran. قال تعالى: إن الله لا يغفر أن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive. You have to contextualize that verse that this is talking about the day of judgment. Even the mushrik in the dunya, if they come back to Islam and accept Tawheed, they are forgiven. But we're talking about coming on the day of judgment with shirk. Allah will not forgive it. Imagine, imagine this, imagine that. Khalilullah, the friend of Allah. His father will ask him to help him on the day of judgment. Hadith for Sahih Bukhari, wa Muslim, and Hadith Abi Hurairah, radiallahu anhu, qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Yalqa Ibrahim abahu azar yawm al-qiyamah. Ibrahim will meet his father Adar in the day of judgment. Wa ala wajhi azar ghabarah wa qatarah. And on the face of azar will be darkness, anxiety, he's anxious. He knows what awaits him. They will meet one another. He will go to his son. He knows now the status of his son. Imagine the friend of Allah. Mu'ad ibn Jabal, when he was sent to Yemen, he recited this verse in Surah Al-Nisa, which ends with, وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا Allah has taken Ibrahim for a friend. One of the people who was listening, he couldn't control himself. He said, How happy the mother of Ibrahim is. The king of all kings have taken, has taken her son for a friend. Imagine you know, and you go around and say, Biden is my buddy, by the way. Biden, you know Biden? Biden is. Biden is my buddy, you guys don't believe me. Yeah? He's the friend of Allah. Ibrahim will meet his father. His father would request his help. Ibrahim will say to him, Alam Haven't I told you to, not to obey me? To, to obey me, yani haven't I? I ask you in the dunya to obey me. Today I will not disobey you. I, I will obey you today. Ibrahim made dua, ya ikhwa, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala articulated this dua on his tongue in a chapter called the Shu'ara. And one of the things that he made. وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ Do not disgrace me on the day they shall be raised up again. Ibrahim will take the hand of his father, Azar, and he will go in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he will say, أَيْ رَبِّي مَيْ لُورْدْ أَلَمْ تَعِدْنِي أَلَّا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ Having promised me not to disgrace me the day of resurrection, which is today, what other disgrace than my own father? I am the, I am the father of monotheism in earth. My own father will be thrown in hell. So he's interceding. 
on behalf of his father. So what was the answer? Ya Ibrahim, O Ibrahim, inni haramtul jannata ala al-kafirin. Jannah is haram, is unlawful for anyone who disbelieved. Brothers, you know, Sheikh Uthman Hafizullah was talking about the people who serve Islam. If you list in sequence the people who served Islam the most, you know who would come first? Abu Talib. I'm telling you, the uncle of the Prophet Abu Talib. Even Abu Talib. And the Prophet intercedes would intercede for him. But where? Where will he be? In hell, the hadith. Only his feet in hell. That <laughs> you don't want that sin. You don't want that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from shirk, ya ikhwah. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا وَلَا يُشْرِكِ If you're hoping that meeting you will have with Allah will be a successful meeting, will be a successful one, then make sure you do not commit shirk. Uh, you know, tabi'atul hasanat, good deeds, they do something very good. They erase bad deeds. Correct? You agree, right? If you do a sin, commit a sin, one of the things that you can do to erase that sin is what? Engage in a good deed. Itba'a The Prophet said that to who? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Mu'adhan Abi Dhar Jundu ibn Junada based on the narration follow a sin with a good deed it will erase it Qala ta'ala inna al-hasanati yudhibna al-sayyat I want to ask you a question do sins erase good deeds? yes or no? so hasanat erase what? Sayyat. Do sayyat erase our hasanat? The answer is no. But there is one sin. If you commit, it will erase every single thing that you've done good. What is the evidence? We love the evidence. Quran wa sunnah salaf al-ummah always. Qala Allah, qala Rasulullah. What is the evidence? Who was being addressed in that verse here? Surah Al-Zumar. Who? Rasul. It was revealed to you, O Muhammad, and those prophets before you. If you commit shirk, all what you've done is in vain. You don't want that. You don't want that. Shall we progress here? Shall we go move on? Scholars categorize shirk into major and minor. I'm more into the major. 
scholars named four areas where we could fall into major shirk. The shirk which you don't want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with. I'm going to quiz you at the end. Number one, shirk dua Shirk in the area of dua, supplication. Two, shirk al-mahabba. Shirk in the area of love. Three, shirk al-ta'ah. Shirk in the area of obedience. Four, shirk al-nawaya. Shirk in the area of intentions. Who can name those? Dua, one. Mahabba, ta'a, niya. This is my, uh, I only done like nine minutes, right? So I have 15 more or, or what, what 20, 20 more, right? 20 more. I want to cover those. I want you to go home with those. What do you mean by shirk dua? Huh? What do you mean by that? That you call upon someone else other than Allah or in association with Allah. That is two. Or you believe that you have to go through someone else to get to Allah. Can you remember those? Why, ya ikhwa, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hadith in Nu'man ibn Bashir, radiyallahu anhuma, he said, ad-du'a'u huwa al-ibadah. Ad-du'a is al-ibadah. Why? Anyone knows why dua is the ibadah? The, the translation really is the essence of worship can be depicted, can be illustrated in making dua. Why? Fadl. That is one. Because the humility which you're supposed to display, which you're supposed to display and reveal, happens when you make dua. Some of us say, when we pray, Allahu Akbar. Sami'a Allahu liman hamida. Aina dhul al-ubudiyya. Where is the humility and the humbleness? By the way, brothers, I go to Hajj every year. I go to Umrah at least twice. Why the most important act in the Salah is what? And guess what? You have to do that. You know, the, the arrogant people when they walk, what is the highest thing? In the ground. You see, a lot of Muslims, they perform these acts. But it doesn't give them that. It doesn't leave them with that trait of humility, of humbleness. But this can only be what? When you, reach, uh, you know, what, what is the universal language of begin? If, if you go to China, for example, and you see somebody standing in the street and doing like this, you know what he wants, right? Because imagine, unlike our brother mentioned, uh, if you really want to get the meanings of that, uh, reflect upon dua al-istikhara. 
you know when you when you have a decision to make what, what is the dua Allahumma inni astakhiruka bi'ilmik wa astaqdiruka biqudratik wa anta wala a'lam you know and I don't know you can and I can't من علم من علم نفسه بالفقر علم الله بالغنى. If you know that you're poor, you need Allah سبحانه وتعالى. فالشاهد is that is why الدعاء لا يصرف إلا لله. الدعاء is not to be given to anyone but to Allah سبحانه وتعالى. طيب we have the issue in the ummah of believing that you have to go through wasila. You have to have an intermediary between you and Allah. And by the way, like Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan, he said what? He said, whoever denies the wasila is a kafir. And whoever affirms wasila other than what is affirmed is a kafir. Tayyip. The people who, who justify the worship of the grave, that you go to somebody who is engraved under beneath the ground, someone who is dead, and they call upon him, Ya Rifa'i, Ya Hussein, whatever, Ya this, Ya that, Ya Badawi, Ya Tijani, Ya Jilani, whatever it is. What is the evidence for that? You know, sometimes they throw that verse at you. What verse I'm talking about in chapter called the Ma'idah? What does it say? Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqu Allah wa bitaghu ilayhi al-wasila. Allah says here, right here. Fear Allah and seek what? The wasila. What is wasila, ikhwa? It's like something that takes you to Allah. And sometimes, by the way, talking about Biden and all that stuff, they, they use these crazy analogies. They say, listen, if you want to go meet Biden, do you go right away to Biden or do you have to go through the congressman? Huh? They use these analogies. Do you do that? Come on, man. It's like, uh, Allah doesn't need someone to, you know. Huh? You have four means to get to Allah. Lawful means in Islam. If you want means, what is the first one? The names and the attributes of Allah. What is the evidence? Malyati bil ayah. Yani ta gib ma'na al ayah. Wal ayah la ta ta. Walillahi al asma'u al husna. Fad'uhu biha. To Allah belongs the most beautiful names. Call upon Allah using these names. Do you want wasila? I hope. Ya Ghani. Ya Rahman. Ya Rahim. You can use the sifa too, the attribute, but you have to add something to it. Allahumma bi'ilmika al-ghayb. Wa qudratika ala al-khalq. Ay bi-qudratika ala al-khalq. Ahyini. Ma alimta al-hat. The names and the attributes. What is number two? We said four, four means in Islam, lawful means. What is number two? Your good deeds. Who knows the hadith of the three who were stranded inside a cave and they couldn't push 
you heard that hadith before, hadith ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar, radiallahu anhuma, fil Bukhari. Three individuals were traveling in the desert, and they, it was raining, there was a thunderstorm, so they went inside a cave. A huge rock blocked their way out. Bush is not happening. Khalas. Each one of us should come up with a, a deed that we can. I don't want to go sidetrack with the hadith here, but each one of them, yes, used one of these deeds that they done. They considered it sincerely for the sake of Allah, and Allah accepted it from them. For you could do that. You could do that. You could use what, uh, like, رَبَّنَا إِنَّنَا سَمِعْنَا مُنَادِيًا يُنَادِي لِلْإِيمَانِ أَنْ آمِنُوا بِرَبِّكُمْ فَآمَنَّا Oh Allah, we heard the caller to Iman, we believe. And because of that, what? رَبَّنَا فَغْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبًا Forgive our sins. يَبَّ تَتَوَسَّلْ إِلَى اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى بِعَمَلِكَ الصَّالِحِ So this is two. Three. What is number three? Pay attention here. The supplication of a living person, you think, you think that he's righteous. Why I'm saying that? Because who knows who is righteous and who's not? Who knows? Where is it? Where? من يعلم من في قلبي وفي قلبي والله يا إخوة هذا بين فور الله protecting our honor we would like Muhammad ibn Wasa' one of the predecessors he said that if if sins have a smell no one would sit next to me so only Allah knows for someone that you think that he is يعني a good person please make dua for me living not what Living and also something that you know he can deliver, <laughs> something that he can deliver. Allah described Zakaria when he made the dua to be dua. What anyone knows? Huh? Nida and what? Khafiya. What khafiya means? Khafiya is in secret. Why? Anyone knows why in secret? He's 99 years old. His hair. His wife has been what? He doesn't qualify for that. If someone hears him, what this guy is like, you find some, you know, an old man walking around. Oh Allah, give me 500 children. What are you going to say? What's wrong with this man? And he's asking who? Asking Allah. Calling him on Allah. The one who can what? Who can deliver. And Allah delivered. Allah giving him Yahya, correct? But still, you know, because of the dua, the nature of the dua, it was hidden because he didn't want anyone to hear him. Because anyone will say, come on, man, you're an old man. What do you want? What is this? What kind of dua is that? Imagine you go to someone who is under the ground. I want a son. Yeah, yeah, Rifa, I want a son. What's wrong with these guys? He's underneath the ground. 
You're above the ground, man. What's wrong with you? إن تدعوهم لا يسمعوا دعاءكم ولو سمعوا ما استجابوا لكم ويوم القيامة يكفرون بشرككم وذلك شوف هذه ومن أضل who is more misguided من يدعو من دون الله من لا يستجيب له إلى يوم القيامة وهم عن دعائهم غافلون who is more misguided than the, the one who calls upon someone who, is, who will not answer him until the day of judgment? Huh? And they don't even hear them. And, and some of those people, brothers and sisters, they say, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I live in this part of the world. It's crazy. I, I mean, I, huh? sometimes shaitan comes and actually he makes you hear things. Speaks. I'll give you the sun. Put some money in the box. Shaitan can do that. And, and they go home and say, okay. This is number three. Also, you know, you ask someone who's, who's present or on the phone with you. Uh, you know, I, uh, one of my brother's uh, friends who went to high school with me, so when I went back to Egypt to visit, so I, I saw him, you know, having, you know this, uh, have you ever seen this misbaha that with the big beads? Have you ever seen brothers wearing that stuff, you know? Huh? Yes, huge. What happened? <laughs> What's going on? Huh? He said, uh, I'm on a certain uh, spiritual path. And my sheikh, and I don't mean Allah any insult to my brothers from Sudan, but he said that. My sheikh is in Sudan and he sees me standing with you right now. Imagine you believe stuff like that. You believe stuff like that. You don't go to someone and ask him, can you please ask Allah to give me, uh, to make me the president of the United States? I mean, what, what is this? Make, make dua, that is. Uh, the last thing, brothers and sisters in Islam, I don't know if we have sisters, I keep saying sisters, I don't mean you, but if we have sisters. Number four is what? That you seek the means of your condition. Of your condition. Like sickness. Who did that? Ayyub إذ نادى ربه أني مسني الضر وأنت أرحم الراحمين. Means means why do you go and call upon someone else? Huh? Why do you do that? And then you go to these brothers and you know these mashaykh is calling upon the dead haram. Oh, there are three opinions. Ya Salam, three opinions. Welcome to the new Islam. Shirk. Qawlan wahidan, qawlan faslan, shirk. When you call upon someone else other than Allah, subhanahu, because you have no reason to call upon someone else other than Allah. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي I'm near you. I hear you. I hear you. Why, why do you go to someone else? So this is the first type of shirk.
brothers and sisters in Islam that you want to avoid. The second time is called shirkul mahabbah. Love. And I know the word love for some of you may sound like Hollywood thing. But you know why it sounds like that? Because we don't understand that the origin of the entire religion is based on love. The origin of loyalty, that you're loyal to Allah. I love Allah. I love Allah. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ اللَّهِ هذا أصل الولاء Love When you love someone else other than Allah you will give precedence to that entity to that person you know what is the issue with the with the christians you know what the issue of the christians is what they love jesus because all what they hear is jesus jesus that jesus that no mention of who well that's subhanallah look at our religion we are not supposed to praise anyone what did the Prophet say if somebody praises someone else in front of you? What? Hadir Mirdama? Proof, sand in his face. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why? Because of that reason. And one of the widest gateways to misguidance that you exaggerate the status of people and for your information this type of shirk was the first shirk that emerged on the face of this earth correct or no shirk al mahabba who Mankind used to be one single family. What Ibn Abbas said regarding that? Kulluhum ala tawheed. All of them were Abu Tawheed. No shirk. Yeah, there was some crimes, Cain and Abel. And yeah, but shirk, no shirk. Ibn Abbas said between Adam and Nuh, ten generations. That's the best. Explanation. All of them were Abun Tawheed. What happened? Five righteous people. People loved them. They were righteous people, by the way. What are their names? What then? You don't memorize Surah Nuh? وَقَالُوا لَا تَذَرُنَّ آلِهَتَكُمْ وَلَا تَذَرُنَّ those are five human beings. People died. Uh, they died, but people missed them. I miss what? <laughs> Righteous people are the stars on earth. Wallah. Wallah. 
Even even the non-Muslim recognizes that. I, I wish I have more time, but Abu Bakr at one stage he wanted to leave Mecca. Have you came across that hadith? Abu Bakr? He wanted to leave Mecca. A non-Muslim kafir, his name is Ibn Dighinna. He met him in Jeddah. He's about to get on the ship and go to Yemen or go to Abyssinia or somewhere. Where are you going, Abu Bakr? Where are you going? Man, I'm leaving your town, man. You guys are Islamophobes. Huh? What did he say to him? Anyone knows what he said to him? What did he say to him? Ya Aba Bakr, O Aba Bakr, Mithluka la yakhruj wa la yukhruj. Someone like you should not leave, nor he should be expelled. Come back. I will protect you. Look at the salihin, righteous people. People love them. Even he's a non-Muslim, by the way, he's a kafir. Ibn Dughina had a Sayyid al-Qara, a tribe called al-Qara. They were good with archery, but he was a kafir. A shadow, the important thing is, when those righteous people died, the people missed them. So shaitan came to them, and shaitan, by the way, in the past, used to come in a form. Guys, you miss what? Huh? Why didn't you make no, 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 no. I'm sorry. First, why didn't you go and spend some time next to their graves? You miss him, go sit on the grave. You see how the culture of the grave worship started? Right here. And you know when you go sit next to the, the grave, huh? what happened? You need a bathroom. You need to eat. You need to drink. You need some entertainment. Right? So a whole industry begins around the graves. And that's what happens. You see that the worship of the grave, a lot of people benefit from it. It's, it's money-making. That's why they don't want it to stop. They actually want it to go on. They wanted this to go on and on and on. Shahidur, the important thing is, they went there. He let them do this for one generation. The next generation, he said to them, guys, you don't have time. You're busy people. Why didn't you do some statues, idols? And, and by the way, Create, uh, 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 do these statues or idols while they are worshiping, while they are making salah. So they remind you with the salah. They remind you with giving. How, that's how shaitan. Steps of shaitan. Steps of shaitan. At the end of the day, what? They loved. They ended up going and praying to them. Can you imagine Prophet Nuh, how many years did he spend, Prophet Nuh, calling them to tawheed? 950 years. No, we're not going to do that. Why? When you love someone else, I just want to let you know that this applies to even things that we love, like your children, like your father, like your brothers. There is a verse in Surah At-Tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned eight things. Huh? What does it say? Qul in kan, say, O Muhammad, aba'ukum, your fathers, aw abna'ukum, your children, أو إخوانكم your brothers أو أزواجكم your spouses أو عشيرتكم or your clan your tribe your nationality your nationals 
واموال اقترفتموه ماني تجاره تخشون كسادها بزنس تريد ومساكن ترضونها دويلينز احب اليكم you love them those eight you love them more than احب اليكم من الله ورسوله وجهاد في سبيله فتربصوا then wait you're going to be tested but i want to tell you what do you love most is the area where you're going to be more than allah and his messenger is the area where you get tested women that's where you're going to get hit money where you're going to get hit ولذلك ابن القيم يا اخوه mentioned the ten signs that you love allah one of the i think number four huh? what did he say ان تؤثر محابه على محابك عند غلبات الهوى that you give precedence to what Allah loves over what what you love when when you have the urge fajr now comes at what time huh? 4:20 what is the most beloved thing to you at fajr time what are you going to prefer this or that هذا هو علامه حب يعني it doesn't have to be in the area of shirk so this is the second type i still have five more minutes i'll try to cover this the third type is shirk at-ta'ah the obedience what does it mean at-ta'ah there is a beautiful hadith adi ibn hatim who used to be a christian when he came to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam wearing that huge cross so someone happened to recite this verse in surah at-tawbah in front of him what does it say ittakhadu ahbarahum wa ruhbanahum arbaban min dunillahi wal masih ibn maryam they have taken the rabbis and their priests as gods beside allah as lords beside allah and jesus the son of maryam Adi ibn Hatim, by the way, he was offended. He said, Ya Rasulallah, O Messenger of Allah, Wallahi ma'abadnahum. We don't worship them. Look at this, what the Prophet said. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ala yahilluna al-harama wa yuharrimuna al-halala wa tuti'uhum, wa tuti'uhum. Don't they halalize the haramful and make haram the halal and you obey them? تلك عبادتهم. This is how you worship them. يعني for a long time the Catholic Church, they stood in the face of the LBGTWXYZ. They stood. The Pope last year, I think last year. Hello. We're good. We don't do that. We don't do that. The last one, brothers and sisters in Islam, is shirk al-nawaya. The shirk of the intention, or the area of intention, that you do something, but you don't do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do it for other uh, reasons. Uh, but, يعني, 
we have to be very careful Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali rahimahullah yani he detailed this subject and I wish I have time to do that uh, he said fi aslil amal the origin of the act the origin of the act that you do what you do original original for someone else other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you can imagine that hadith Abi Hurairah huh? the, who, who, who will be the first three individuals from the Muslim ummah who will be thrown into hell who Shaheed Rajulun Jawad generous man why they didn't do it for Allah they did it what for the people to say that to give them the, these names that a lot of people uh, seek uh, we have to be careful here uh, in closing shirk is, is really uh, you know when, when us human don't like shirk who likes to have partners like if you want to have a business do you like to have partners huh do you like to have partners I want the prophet to be what I don't want somebody to come and ask me how much did you make you we don't like that Tayyip, let me ask you a, a, a question here when do we as human need partners when when I need money by the way I'm very good I'm a guru in IT but I don't have money can you put the money in does Allah need help in this area to give you money he's the old rich said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said if the first of you and the last of you Adam and the last soul born in this world imagine this stand in one place in one piece of land and each one of you would ask Allah for something and of course you want Alexis I want a Bima my son says uh, Tatla, you want the Tatla? Huh? You want a wife? We have different what? Allah will hear us at the same time and He will give each one of us what we ask for at the same time. Allah doesn't need money to go and appoint. Why do you give Him Jesus? Why, why in, the, in the name of the Father and then Jesus? Why? Does Allah need the help of Jesus? No. What, what else? What, why do we need, why do we need uh, uh, partners? Huh? Because knowledge, sometimes knowledge. Well, like in, in business, sometimes they have something called silent partner. Huh? That he put the money, but the other one, what? He has the knowledge, like the guru in, in the IT. Does Allah lack knowledge? Subhanallah. Huwa al-alim al-khabir. He hears the the walking of a black ant walking on a rock on a dark night. When a leaf falls down, he hears it. He, he, he sees it. So, why why do we need partners sometimes huh because you know you don't know the system and 
you, know, you want some people to come and bribe and you know and, and help you out with it. Does Allah need that? وَهُوَ يُجِيرُ وَلَا يُجَارُ عَلَيْهُ المشرك هذا that the one who commits shirk, there is something wrong with his mind. With his mind. فَنَسَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى أَنْ يُجَنِّبْنَا الشِّرْكِ يَا رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَأَنْ يَعْصِمَنَا مِنْهُ يَا رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ I don't know how long I have, but we can open the floor, Abu Hamid, للأسئلة. لو في أسئلة إن شاء الله. بارك الله فيكم. جزاكم الله خيرا. أحسن الله لك. For giving us his time, may Allah Azza bless him and keep him safe on his journey. Put barakah in his work and make him from the awliya of Allah Azza wa But inshallah ta'ala, we'll do a couple of minutes of uh, Q&A as the chef requested. Uh, for the sisters upstairs, there is that link. So just send your questions through the link and I'll, and I have it in front of me inshallah ta'ala. And we'll go one question from here and one question from upstairs. We'll go in that order inshallah. So if there's any questions here, uh, the brother is asking regarding the significance of Fajr. Uh, I, I want to give you an analogy here. First of all, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you enjoy life with a good health. Because sickness is, is bad. But we all get sick sometimes. Imagine you get sick and you go to the doctor and the doctor diagnoses your illness. Then he prescribes a medication for you and he tells you take that medication twice a day. Once before sunrise, before breakfast and once before dinner. And I want to see you after a couple of weeks. So you go back to the physician, to the doctor. I'm, I'm really sorry, doctor. I wasn't able to take that medication twice a day. I only took it on Friday one time at noon. On Friday one time at noon. You know what I'm going with this, right? What will the doctor tell you? Find another guy. I'm not going to treat him. That's exactly how many Muslims are now. Subhanallah, look at the, we love the story of the companions of the cave. But we don't read the, what comes after the story. You see, there are three, four verses always come after each story in Surah Al-Kahf, which really directs you to how to find the cave in this dunya. I'm sorry, the cave at your time. What one of the verses was mentioned right after the story of the cave? What? Wasbir nafsaka ma'alladina yad'oona rabbahum bilghadati wal'ashi yuriduna wajal fajr wal'asha fajr nashab All of us are hypocrites if you want to come out of that debate whether hypocrites by the way I don't mean if you want to come out of that domain, there is something that you can do. What did the Prophet say? 
أشد صلاتين على المنافق The heaviest salah on a hypocrite Which salah? Fajr and Isha I have a whole like uh, lecture, يعني خطبة or lecture about Fajr I mentioned I think like 12 virtues But say هذا هو يا إخوة صلاة الفجر صلاة الفجر You know This is the first Imagine this The first battle on the day with shaitan And many Muslims lose it Correct And what did the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say What did he say regarding someone Who showed up Not after the time of fajr What what Who, who, who urinated in his ear مش حديث هذا ولا هو ريبيس حديث as if what it doesn't belong to us so if you sleep throughout the time of fajr that means shaitan what urinated shaitan be I'm sorry be in your ears do you like shaitan to be in your ear السلام عليكم do you really like that جزاك الله خير في الدين بسم I don't think we have another from upstairs. Namah, tafadl. Alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa My question is, what nasiha could you give for somebody who wants to begin learning, you know, sahih in the deen and proper aqidah? I've been Muslim for four years, alhamdulillah, and sometimes I face a lot of conflict within myself hearing from this shit. You're a revert? Yes. MashaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you safe faster. First thing, Wallahi ya ikhwa, man sa'ala Allah al-hidayata bi-sidqin, Wallahi, whoever asks Allah sincerely, truthfully, to guide him, Allah will guide you. The one who guided you will keep guiding you. Just And Shihr ibn Hawshab, a predecessor, he asked Umm Salama, one of the wives of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what is the one dua, what is the one supplication you would hear the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam making daily, every day? Don't you dare assume that you're steadfast because of you. Wallah, la wallah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Surah Al-Isra. What did he say to him? وَلَوْلَا أَنْ ثَبَّتْنَاكَ لَقَدْ كِدْتَ تَرْكَنُ إِلَيْهِمْ شَيْئًا قَلِيلًا Has it been for us keeping you firm, steadfast? That's your first resort. Allah, keep me guided, Ya Rabbi. Allah, a lot of the brothers sometimes, they, you know, Sheikh, I'm next to the Kaaba. Make dua for me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I want to make dua for you. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. I want to make dua. What, what dua? Wallahi, the only dua I ask him. Keep me steadfast. Don't, don't, don't think that you, 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 you know, uh, 
عبد الله بن مسعود هذا ستيتمنت وات دي ساي من كان مستنا فليستن بمن قد مات فان الحي لا تؤمن عليه الفتنه ذلك اصحاب رسول الله if you want to follow an example follow the example of those who died because the living are not immune from fitna يعني i'm sitting here i'm talking to you about shirk allah knows best what is going to happen tomorrow Allah, what is that? Be careful. Now we come to your question. Who should you listen to? Brothers and sisters in Islam, the first command in this religion is what? Is what? Read. Read. Learn. Don't you dare sit in front of someone who offers his intellect to you. His analogy to you. You see, my job and Sheikh Uthman and Brother Muhammad and you know, our job is to connect you with who? With the revelation, with the source, not with me. Who I, who I am? Who I am? Connect with who? Qala Allah, Qala Rasulullah. Quran and what? Sunnah. So. I, I made a lot of statements tonight. Have you seen me not validating what I said? I, you have to validate what you're saying with what? Where are you bringing that from? That's who you look for. When you sit in a lecture like this and you hardly hear one hadith, one verse of the Quran, you're wasting your time. Wasting your time. Because that person is offering you some. This is what you look for. But every devious group now in this ummah, and we know the Prophet وسلم, said that we're going to split into 73. The hadith is authentic. Some people don't like to hear that. 73. All of them, by the way, they say Quran and Sunnah. We follow the Quran and what? Ahmadiyya, they say we follow the Quran and Sunnah. They, they say that a, a messenger came after them and they follow Quran and Sunnah. Here is the qaid, here is the restriction. Bifahmi man. Mahwa. Walidak Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. When Ibn Abbas went to debate with the Khawarij. He went to debate with the Khawarij. With the people who actually labeled Ali ibn Abi Talib to be a, a non-Muslim. Huh? He said, that The Quran contextualize the Sunnah. The, the Sunnah contextualize the meanings of the Quran. What does it mean here? Based on the understanding of the Prophet and his companions, and those who learned from them, and those who learned from them, the first three generations of Muslims. That's why you have to throw that pie there. He said, Al Quran was Sunnah Bifahmi Salaf al Ummah. I know the word Salaf sometimes, you know, and you're not going to beat me up, right? I can tell that, inshallah, it's, you guys are tolerant, right? But don't, don't if, if, if you sit in a crowd that, you know, the people are not aware of it, say, based on the understanding of the first three generations of Muslims. But I sit in front of these brothers here, I'm going to say it. I love it. 
I hope I'm following them. Wallahi, I'm not saying that I'm bad. I hope. Ya Rabb. Allahumma ja'alni min atba'a al-salaf. Ya Rabb al-alamin. Salaf meaning the first sahaba, the prophet, and the students of the prophet, the sahaba, and the students of the sahaba, and the students of the students of the sahaba. That's the best generation. And the prophet, sallallahu praised them. What did he say? What does the hadith say? خَيْرُ النَّاسِ the best of the Muslims are my generation. And if you look at history, Bid'ah emerged from there. Father. Oh, yeah. 